Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Fiatis, good morning. It's Monday. And as you can see, I am in my vehicle. So you're going to be in charge today because I actually have a, an in-person meeting. I'm like, you know what? Fiatis is going to run with this one anyways. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, is, what is our topic today? Zach told me, but I want you to tell people what we're doing. Uh, well, the, our topic for today is going to be about how uh, setbacks um, can push us forward or like my good friend uh, Larry Johnson used to say, uh, a setback is a setup for a comeback. So, ooh, yeah, that is what I, I knew that would that didn't fit on the flyer, but a setup, a setback is a setup for a comeback. That absolutely. That is, all right. Well, I'm going to turn this over to you. I will be here. I'm going to shut off my camera for a sec so you don't have to see me moving around in this vehicle. But uh, yeah. you, uh, I'll be, I'll be here. This is exciting. All right. Sweet. So yeah, I'll just, you know, like I said, I'll jump right, jump right into it. And I have a, a good high school friend, Larry Johnson, who's now a pastor. And I went to go listen to support and listen to him give a message. And one of his messages was, you know, a setup is a setup for a comeback. And um, I've always had like this fascination with, you know, the comeback. You know, I've probably watched Rocky One over a hundred times. Uh, you know, the old school Kung Fu movies when you get beat up by the master and then they go into the mountains and like meditate and train hard and they come back and they beat the, the level boss. You know, that whole process with the, you know, getting beat down, but finding a way to get back up and then conquer. And I also understand that, you know, there's a lot of messages out there where there's a finished product. Like, you know, this happened to me and this is how I overcame it and this is how you do it, right? And I think that message is very important. Um, but the message I have today is I'm actually two months into a setback. And I think it's really important for us to also convey the message that, you know, not just the finished product, but hey, what am I doing during the storm? You know, what am I doing during the valley? that I think is a part of that, that completes the circle that, hey, when, we, when things aren't going our way, like how are people getting out of it? So like I said, I'm like two months into a setback and I'll go more into those details, but I, I will highlight that, uh, you know, through my process of building a relationship with my setbacks, because I have many, uh, there's seven traits that uh, I will go into and I'll just quickly spit them out to you and I'll go into them a little bit deeper later on. Um, number one is denial. Number two is the pity party. Number three is the valley or you know depression. Number four is the shift. Number five is hope. Number six is acceptance. And number seven is now what? Or the action step. All right. And I'm sure that someone will be able to identify at least one of those or all of those, but I'm just sharing that with all my setbacks, as I sat down, it was actually, you know, just evaluating my current position, uh, situation. 
I realized that those traits are part of how I come out of the valley. So, and, you know, it just makes me think about like just our relationship with setbacks, you know, as a society, like, do we have a healthy relationship with the concept of our setbacks? Do we welcome them or do we try to have everything perfect so we don't, you know, experience any discord? And it makes me think about historically speaking, like if you're trading, whether it be, you know, cryptocurrency, Forex, uh, real estate, uh, the stock markets, there's always, you know, a period where things are going up. Right. But isn't a correction a part of that equation? Isn't there always a correction? Right. No matter what we're doing in our business, if our business is pumping on all cylinders, the team is happy, uh, the wife or the hubby's happy, or the partner's happy, everything's going good. And then there's some sort of correction, right? Well, uh, for me, uh, you know, my life has been filled with tons of corrections. <laughs> Right. And I'm I can smile about it now, but I can tell you for a fact when those corrections were happening initially, I was not smiling. You know, I think about losing uh, my mom at 17 years old and uh, that correction took 10 years for me to, you know, turn uh, to embrace the concept of instead of mourning someone's death to celebrating their life. Right. So when I think of my mom now, I celebrate her life rather than mourn her death. But for 10 years, I was in mourning. So just, just think how heavy that was. Right. The, the, when it came to my mom, it was about mourning her, like missing her rather than celebrating her and being excited that I had an opportunity to have such a dope mom. You know what I mean? Um, and then I've had, you know, tragedies, you know, in my life and then horrible car accidents. I won't go through the, you know, the, the, you know, the laundry list of things that happened to me, but I can say that corrections in my life, it's, inevit it's inevitable. I, I, I haven't figured out a way how to get past them. So what I've learned is to embrace them. And um, just recently, I just want to stay on track. I got a few uh, bullet points. Um, just recently, I've been uh, injured for two months now. Now, some of you know that I'm, you know, okay, yeah, you're injured. What does that mean? Well, I'm also training for three Ironmans this year. And I have an ankle injury. And, you know, for me, it was like, Initially, here's the pity party, you know, well, actually, here's a denial. I got hurt and it was a situation where I thought, oh, it'll be just fine. Let me just rest it. And I rested for a month and a half. And then when I went back out there, guess what? It still hurts. And I have a very high threshold for pain. And guess what? I had to get an x-ray, found out I have a bone spur in my ankle. And today I'm actually getting an MRI. So for me, this is like, 
it's a big deal only because I had so much energy into training for these races, right? I was so consumed with, oh, I'm, 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 I'm a triathlete, like a triathlete now. Look at me. I've conquered, you know, being unhealthy and I stopped smoking and now I'm a triathlete and I have all this energy going in that direction. And then I get hurt, right? And there is, you know, a, uh, a possibility due to this injury that I may not be able to run again, right? Think about that. This is one of those things that I was so excited. It brought so much energy to my life, so much positivity, so much inspiration. And then I'm faced with the reality that I might not be able to do it, right? Um, so in 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 dealing with this injury, you know, the first was the part was the denial part. Like, you know, and uh, it's not that bad. I've had I've had injuries before. I'll get over it. Right. And then the pity party came, you know. When people are like try to cheer me up and they say, well, at least you can bike and just run. I should be grateful for that. Right. Well, the, the pity part of me, the, the, the sappy part of me was like, but I want to run too. I don't want to just bike and swim, right? I, I want to be able to do it all. And then before I knew it, I was so consumed with what I can't do rather than all these other amazing things I can do. I found myself with this low level, like low energy, like depression stuff going on, right? Where it can be something beautiful in front of me or someone can say something nice to me or it's just, you know, like I saw a hummingbird the other day sitting on a couple of eggs. And there was a part where a part of me was kind of like, it's just, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't present because I was consumed with what I can't do rather than all the amazing things that I can do. And then I call that the valley, you know. I was consumed with what I can't do rather than embrace all the amazing things that I can do. But then there was a shift. This is where the shift started to happen. I was like, wow, I can still bike, right? I can still swim. And it made me think about this time I was running a half marathon, right? And about halfway through the race when I was feeling like, you know, like it was getting hard. There was a guy in a wheelchair. And it was this, this part where it was kind of bumpy. It was a dirt road. Well, he fell over. And he refused. He told people were trying to help him. He was like, get back. I got this. Right? And he got back up, got back in his chair, and he headed on. Right? So I'm thinking to myself, here I am crying, you know, crying internally or just being all, you know, in my own stuff about I can't run right now. But I had that that image of the guy in the wheelchair doing a half marathon and he was refusing help because he didn't want anyone to feel sorry for him. He fell down many times before and there was no one there to help him up. And guess what? He figured out how to get up by himself. So I start, I had that image and I had that, that energy of, you know what, what about the things I can do? This is a good opportunity for me to look at, you know, what are my shortcomings as a leader? 
you know, how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father to my my young adult kids that are going to be 23 and, and 18? You know, how can I, where is my place in my community? Am I part of the solution or part of the problem? Where are some of these lost kids that are out there that need a role model? You see how the shift happened? I was no longer thinking about what I can't do, but I started getting like, I felt like I would start turning into like this superhero because I realized all these things, not only that I could do, but I was passionate about doing, right? So here I am, like in the valley. Now I'm having this shift because I'm realizing, ooh, this life thing is pretty cool. I still get to do all these amazing things, even with this bum ankle, right? And that's when the the hope started to come up, you know? That's when the uh, I start feeling hopeful about no matter what happens with my ankle, no matter what happens if I ever get to race or run again, I still have all these amazing things that, I haven't really touched yet because I was so, you know, consumed about what I, you know, what I was into. So this setback for me is not only setting me up for a huge comeback, but it's setting me up for me to actually take, you know, the quality of my life to even a higher level. Because it helped me see that, you know, my extremist way of doing things sometimes had created some blind spots in my life and some things were getting neglected. Now, I didn't get there overnight, trust me. <laughs> like I said, this is two months into this and um, it's, it's just been another learning experience. And, you know, what I'm sharing with you is not the finished product, right? I'm still right? I'm still in this right now. I'm still, um, you know, growing up in this experience. I'm still learning from this experience. I'm still extremely vulnerable in this experience because although I just said that all these things that I'm getting excited and passionate about, you know, there's still that part of me, that little kid in me that wants to have my cake and eat it too. Um, but I understand that there's an underlying lesson here for not only for myself, but for me to share with others. And there's also a part of me that understands that, you know, uh, my ankles are pretty bad. I, you know, when I was in high school and played football, I sprained them all the time. So they're pretty, my feet kind of just, the ligaments in my ankles are just done, right? So there's a part of me that knows that, you know what, the it was a good run, you know, you did get to complete at least one Ironman, but there's a good chance that you might not be able to do that anymore. You know, and there's the acceptance part that I'm talking about that um, had I tried to get there too fast, you know, two months ago, it wouldn't have happened. It just wasn't in my cards. Um, but now that I'm in that acceptance place and it's still, you know, it's a vulnerable place because I, you know, there's a lot of unknown. There is a, um, a a sense of I don't a lack of control, and 
you know, sometimes I do well in that area, but I, you know, for the most part, initially, when it comes to unknown, I, I like to avoid it like a plague, like the plague, right? Like who wants to operate in a place of unknown? Who wants to be in a place of vulnerability when all you do is turn on your cell phone and you go on, you know, social media and everyone's showing the finished product. Look at me. I made it. You know what I mean? Look at me. Nothing. Everything's all good. Look at, you know what I'm saying? So when you're feeling vulnerable and all you're seeing is the finished product, sometimes that can, you know, create a mixed message, at least within myself. It makes it feel like, you know, um, I'm not where I, where I, where I'm supposed to be. But in actuality, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I'm in this, you know, uh, this setback sharing with you that, you know, now that I'm starting to embrace the acceptance part of it, you know, that that seventh, you know, um, trait that comes up is the now what. The now what is also for me to take action part. The now what is also the part of me that you guys see me smiling a lot, right? But there's a part of me that when it's time to get something done, I, I flip the switch and I tap into the grit. And I say, you know what? Let's roll up the sleeves. Let's handle some business. You know what I mean? And I think that's very important, even for the nicest people. Like, I will hug you before I will punch you 100% of the time, right? That's just, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm a hugger. But I also know that life doesn't care if you're a nice person. Life doesn't care if you have a big heart and you, you, you're compassionate and gentle. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, when life shows up, it, it, man, we have to dig deep down inside and figure out, okay, who do I need to be in this moment in order to get past this situation? And for me right now, it's like, I'm in the now what phase. The now what phase is where, you know, I literally start to grit my teeth and I'm, I'm still smiling, right? I'm still happy. I'm, you know, I still want to give you a hug, but it's business time. And what's interesting uh, about this, you know, this, uh, this process for me, is like today I'm getting an MRI. I've never had an MRI before, right? But they kept asking me, am I claustrophobic? They're asking these questions. Do you have any metal in your leg? I'm like, no. Do you have any previous eye injuries where metal... And I'm like, no, they're asking me all these questions and I'm start, you know, I was a sheet metal worker. So I'm like thinking like, I did get some metal in my eye like 20 years ago. I'm like, I wonder if it's still in there. Like, is he going to get sucked out in the machine? And then they're, they're asking me like every person, you know, and I did like three intake forms, you know, on, on the phone and on this online thing. And they keep asking me, am I claustrophobic? And then after the third time, I'm like, whoa, am I? Like, hmm. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> this has been nuts for me because I'm like, I'm so like out of my comfort zone. I'm going, I don't know if I'm claustrophobic now. I thought I wasn't, but now I'm like, maybe I am. So I'm going to bring some, um, some of my yoga breathing techniques with me and hope that, you know, my claustrophobia doesn't come, you know, my unknown claustrophobia doesn't kick in, but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys in the loop with that. But it's been, uh, 
you know, I would say an amazing ex- experience to be reminded that things can be going as planned. And then life will show up and say, hey, <laughs> I know you want to do that, but here you go, you know. And uh, I think it was, uh, I think I heard it first from uh, Steve Harvey, and he talks about how, you know, forget having a plan B, right? Because when we have a plan B, we don't really go after our plan A with full force. It's like, forget having a plan B, find another plan A. You know what I mean? Like, forget the backup plan, the crutch, the thing you know you can fall back on just in case this doesn't go as planned, you know? Like, get rid of the the life preserver. Just go all in. So that's a part of me is looking at this, looking at it this way. It's like, okay, Theata, she may not be able to do, you know, your races this year. You may be able to do your races this year, but I'm prepared for, I won't say worst case scenario because it's all a lesson, right? It's all, you know, a gift, but I am prepared for that to be a reality. And then I, I have like a list of, you know, 10 things that I can shift my energy to in the event, you know, I can't continue to train in the capacity that I thought I was going to train for 2021, that actually these 10 things are better than the race, right? (laughs) These 10 things are things that I can share with others and then they can go and share with others and we can create that ripple effect. So I'm just grateful that, uh, you know, you guys are here with me today and uh, just here as a reminder uh, that setbacks are, can be the, the best thing for us, especially if we've been going for a run for a while uninterrupted, right? If we haven't had a correction in a while, like uh, after a while, you know, without no correction, we get in our comfort zone. Um, I mean, that's that's been my experience. Like there's so much technology and, and great coaches out there that can teach us how to make a gang of money, right? So you make the money, right? It's uncomfortable at first, but then when you get it going, it's like, it's no longer hard, it's easy. So what's next then, right? Uh, So I would just love for, uh, let me see here what we have here. Yep. Uh, I would just love for you guys to, you know, when you have an opportunity today, just to ask yourself, when was the last time you had a correction or a major correction if you really want to get the butterflies, you know, going, you know? And if you do come across a setback, just remember, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to get better, stronger, in some cases, faster. Um, I'm using it also as an opportunity to track my meals better. So I'm in this back to tracking my macros and not, you know, into the whole calorie thing, but looking at um, instead of eating food to get full, I'm eating full food for fuel. So big difference, right? Because I'm I'm a full guy. I like to eat like I don't sometimes I don't even taste it. It's so good. I'm just like I want to go in. And that was something that came up during my pity party because I'm an emotional eater, right? 
if I, if I want to say, let's go to dinner, I want to celebrate, right? Or if I'm feeling sorry for myself, I will eat something that I know I don't need to be eating and a whole lot of it. <laughs> I'll go in. I mean, I was like, I don't even drink soda anymore, but you know, that two liter of root beer, you know, sound pretty good. Let's make it a float. Oh, and let's get a 40 piece hot wing. Like, where did that come from, right? We would like, why are you going to just throw a wrench in the whole clockwork? So <laughs> uh, my point is, you know, well, I don't really have a point, but, but what I'm saying is <laughs> I'm an emotional eater and I actually use like highs and lows as a reason to go in with the food. And this uh, setback has helped me like recalibrate and go, get back into, you know, uh, fuel versus food. And it's just my overall fitness is it's more sustainable now because it's a setback. You know, I was burning on like, you know, some high octane, going hard, burning the candles from on both ends, trying to hurry up and get there so I could finish these races and then what. But I actually had to slow down, actually not even a half step, about four or five steps and go from tunnel vision back to, you know, the peripheral and seeing, you know, what's on the sides as well as what's in front of me. And I realized I was missing a whole bunch. So um, let's see what time we got a few minutes and I'm glad that you guys showed up today on a Monday. Um, don't forget, you know, setbacks can be a setup for a comeback. And if you guys are out there, I always like to say, check in with me. If you're in the middle of a, a, of a setback or you're just coming out on the, on the tail end of one or if you're just starting one, please reach out because I, I would like to come back on, on here and tell you what it's like once the product is finished. But I'm telling you right now, I'm still in the lab, but I'm enjoying it. You know, the fact that I can sit up here and tell you that I'm in a place of vulnerability, but I also have a, a high level of acceptance and optimism whew, was so much better than what it started. Jess, do you have something amazing. to ch chime in on about? No, I just, I've been, I've been, I, I wish I was on camera a lot because you could have seen me nodding my head and like just uh -huh. so, I, you and I, dude, I, I love it everything you're bringing because it's exactly what's going through my head. There mm. are so many things you, you made a comment at the beginning and I know we're wrapping up here, but that stuck with me through everything you said. You were talking about looking at our relationship, both personally and as a culture, but looking at our relationship to, to setbacks and to failures and to the things that, I mean, as soon as you said that, I don't know how many of you guys inside went, yep, that, that's me. Like I, I want everything to be perfect. I want everything to be right. This is a mm. perfect discussion to have. I, I feel great. This is for mindset Monday. I feel good right now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's for me, it's like, it's not just this, it's not just for our businesses, it's for everything, you know, for our businesses, our relationships and what happens in our, you know, in, in our industry is a lot of times we, when we have the success in our business, the perception is that we're successful in all aspects of our lives. <laughs> that's not the case that's not the case so don't be fooled with the social media posts when you see someone killing it in real estate or whatever their businesses is that's just one aspect of the pie in our lives right so um i encourage you to welcome the setbacks i encourage you to reach out i encourage you to 
just you know take advantage of the time that we that we have here and you know before i uh, let you guys go when i go to um uh, rolling hills memorial park that's where a lot of my family's buried and it seems it's on the top of the hill and it seems like where it's at like i'm closer to the sky i don't know why but that where where the plots are just feels like i can actually like you know the sky is like right there but sometimes I find myself there and I'm like a little sad and they say, Theodis, they, they, they talk to me, they say, Theodis, don't cry for us. There's like, we had our opportunity on earth. What are you going to do with yours? And I go, all right, I got work to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got work to do. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thanks for checking in. And like I said, you know, welcome those sunback, those setbacks, because they are set up for a comeback. All right. Talk Love to you later. It. Have a good day, guys. Thank you, Theodis. We all got all work right. to do. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.